that. We're going to start there in Isaiah 7 and verse 14. If you have maybe a version, uh, version, or you can look on the screen with me. Therefore the Lord himself, this is Isaiah prophesying. He says, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign, and behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And when she has this son, she's going to call his name Emmanuel. I want you to underline that in your Bible. If you're taking notes on the back of your worship guide, I want you to write down that word. You'll see it spelled a couple of different ways in Scripture, Emmanuel. This is what, this is what the prophet said. He said, there's going to be a virgin. You know this story, a virgin that gets pregnant, and this is going to be this miraculous overshadowing of God's Spirit, and she's going to have a son. And what's most important about this son is that you're going to call him Emmanuel. This is what in theology, this is called the incarnation. This is God coming to us. Let me just sort of sum up. Let me give you the whole idea of coming home for Christmas. Let me give you the whole idea of Christmas in case you've forgotten. Just sort of the the whole relevance of what Christmas is, is it's this, is that God came to us. It's that God came to earth. That's the whole idea of Christmas. So I want you to do trees. I want you to do Santa Claus. I want you to do Elf on the Shelf. I, I want you to do like, how many of you do an elf on the shelf? Let's, let's, let's confess about this. Let's, I, we'll see it on Instagram because you can't, if it's not on Instagram, it didn't really happen. Let's be honest. Like, so everybody's going to do elf on the shelf. I hate elf on the shelf, but my kids believe wholeheartedly that this little elf does all this stuff around our house. And so we're into it right now. And he does all, we, we have to like wait. Like some people started like early, talking about the elf came out like and, and popped firecrackers at July 4th. Like we're, we're like 10 days away from Christmas before our elf shows up because we just, I can't deal. I just, I can't even with this little elf. So we, we wait a little bit on him. I want you to do all of that, but I want you to remember the most important thing. I know it's cheesy. I know it's cliche, but listen, I want you to remember the most important thing is this, that God came to earth and that's what Christmas is all about. That in order to come home to Christmas, you got to know that this is all about Jesus. Come, listen, in World War II, when, 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 when the boys stormed the beach at Normandy, when they, land, they invaded that, that was a big day. But the biggest day in human history is when God invaded this world. I know it was a big deal when we walked on the moon, but it's a bigger deal when God walked on the earth. I just want you to know that that's what this whole thing is all about. That God came to us when we couldn't get to him that God came to us and this is what's shocking about this listen that God came to us the way that he did and that is in the form of a baby that's what Emmanuel means it literally means God with us and God comes to us God who is a spirit sort of takes on this human body and the creator steps into creation this thing that's eternal this God that's timeless sort of constrains himself into time and space and he steps into our world in a way that you and I can relate to him like no other thing if he came any other way we couldn't relate to him but he comes in the form of, of, of a baby, of a person. He leaves all of the richness and splendor of heaven and he comes to this poor, homelessness situation in the earth. And that, in my dear friends, is what Christmas is really all about. And I couldn't let sort of this whole season go by without beginning to tell you the story is that God came to us. Before you and I can come home to Him, you have to know He made the first move. He made the first move to you and He made the first move to me and God came to 
Uh, in, the, in the Old Testament, in the ancient world, names were not just names. You know, when you, when you go to name your baby, you sort of look through a big book of baby names. How many of you do? Or you don't tell your friends your baby names because the way girls are, if you tell your friend, your girlfriend, your baby name, she, she get pregnant first, she going to name her baby what you wanted to name your baby. And then you'll have to hate her all the days of your life. And, it, and, it, and then you'll hate her baby because you'll be like, that's my baby name. I don't even like, your baby's ugly. I, that baby don't even look like, like, like my baby was supposed to look. And so you don't tell nobody your baby names. In the ancient world, names were more than just a name that you pick because you like them. Like, oh, I, I like this. I, let's, I, I heard you know, Sarah use this to name her baby. Let's name this. No, that they talked more about like where you were or, or the nature of a person or, or, or sort of the past or their purpose. You know, names had a, had a purpose. They had a meaning in the, in the ancient world. And when somebody would meet with God, you would find oftentimes in the Bible when somebody would have an encounter with God, their name was changed. Do you remember like Abram has this encounter with God and God changes his name and now it's Abraham. That means God is with Abraham. Or you remember Israel has, Jacob has this encounter with God and God changes his name and he says, hey, this is going to be different. Or Saul has this great Old Testament kingly name and but, but, but when he has this encounter with Jesus, his name has changed to Paul. It's all about sort of what God has planned for them. And listen, when, when the angel, when Isaiah says, here's what I want you to know about this soon coming son. He says, you're going to name him Emmanuel. That was not just any kind of name. There was something about being Emmanuel. There's something that God said, I have chosen this name on purpose. Because it's more than just what you call him. It's who he is. It's His nature. It's His purpose. It's what, it's what Jesus was going to mean to us more than just His name, Emmanuel. It, it literally meant this is His purpose with us. It's that God is coming close to us. God with us. When you see Jesus, I want you to know you've seen God come close to you. And it's so important that you realize right here in the beginning of the Christmas season that Emmanuel means God has come close to where you are. And I know that it's tough in this season to sort of look around and think, man, there's no way God's close to where I'm at right now. <laughs> like, you don't know what we're going through. Or, or, or looking at the end of the year, at the, you know, the end of the year, Brandon and I sort of look back over our year and think, you know, where have we been and where have we come and what has happened? And we'll, we'll sort of take some time to map out, you know, here's, here's the highs and here's where our lows and here's where we're going. And maybe you're doing that and you're looking over your... 2016 going, I don't know if God was with me in <laughs> this year. I, if he was, he was absent like from May till October. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he was, it was just a, it was a, and you look back over your life, but I, listen, I want you to know without reservation that God has come close to us and that it's God's heart to be with us. In the very beginning, you know the first question that God would ask man? He goes to the garden and he says, he calls out to Adam. And this is what he says. He says, Adam, where are you? What an interesting question. This is the all-knowing, all-seeing God. But you know what? He's, he's, he's telling Adam, Adam, I want to find you. Like, I want to be close to where you are. The Bible would say that Adam and God had a daily dinner date. I don't know how this worked, but the Bible said that God would walk with Adam in the cool of the evening around the neighborhood like looking at Christmas I don't know what they did they just they walked around in the evening because God wanted to be close to where people 
were. And then for years and, and centuries and millennial, God had tried to deal with mankind and go, but I want to be close to you. And he would deal with his, with his people, Israel. And, and, and God would sort of you know, make this covenant with Israel. He would say, I want to be close to you. And they would pull away. And, and then they would get close to God and then they would pull away. And then there would be a king who would arise and he would tell the whole people, hey, let's get close to God again. And then, and then there would be years that go by and they would pull away. And maybe you find this to be true in your life. That there's seasons in your life when you feel like, man, I'm ready to get, I'm ready to press in, I'm ready to lean in and get close to God. And then there's other seasons where you pull away. I know, I know it's a bumper sticker, but let me just be honest with you. If you can't feel God today, you you gotta, one of you moved and it wasn't Him. And so Israel would press in and they would pull away and press in to pull away. And I, I can just imagine the God of the universe who wants to be with us is dealing with a people who don't wanna be with Him. Maybe some of you know what this is like. I can look at some of you dudes and tell you're ugly enough. You know what this is like to want to be with somebody and they don't want to be with you. I'm looking at you. I won't look at you so you won't know I'm talking about you. But you know what I'm talking about. You, you don't even know how she married you. Like you don't know how you got her because... I mean, look at you. Be honest. You, you, you want, you want to, I'm just kidding. You want to pursue her and, and she's like, I ain't got time. I, I, I ain't going to be that way. That's, it, it just, that's the way. It was the opposite with Brandy and I. I had to beat off women with sticks. It was terror. It was, it, she just, I'm kidding. I, I just, but that's the, that's the way God is with Israel. He just, I want to be with you. I want to, I want to be close to you. And Israel pulls away. And so at some point, listen, some point God realized this is from the foundation of the world. God knew this was going to be the way human hearts were. And God said, the only way I can get close to them is to be one of them. Listen close. The only way I can really be close to them is I have to be like them. And so the God of all creation sort of makes himself known. And, and, and you got to see, uh, up until that first Christmas, until Jesus is born, God had been invisible. The Bible says, the Old Testament says that no one has seen the face of God at any time. And so until this time, no one had seen God's face. And then and, and, and the, the, we had heard this prophecy, and Isaiah had said it was coming, and we didn't know. And then one night, there are shepherds, old, dirty, unkempt, redneck, from Center Point, come, come on, some comfort, Texas. Said Sister Dale, I'm talking about out there in the woods. You know what I'm talking about, hunters, all all the deer hunters grunt or say something. Yeah, two of you. Great. <laughs> like just, just burly men just out, just kind of, they don't, I don't bathe. Bathing's for sissies. Like I'm just out here doing me with these, with these sheep out here. This kind of what I do. And, the, and all of a sudden, the skies open up. Listen close. And for just a moment, humankind gets a glimpse into where God is from. And there's lights and there's, it's glory. The Bible says the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And these shepherds, rednecks, listen, if this happened in Sisterdale, folk would be passing out. You hear me? Folk would go, these, these shepherds had no, the Bible says they were terrified. Now I know it's, if you read the National Enquirer, you think people see angels all the time. People don't see angels all the time, okay? It's a big deal when angels show up to people. You don't see this on the nightly news unless you watch like Alex Jones. Like nobody shows up to angels, but angels show up to these shepherds. And they show up in the sky and the shepherds are terrified. And here's what they say in Luke 2 and 12. The shepherds sort of give this sign. They said, this will be the sign to you, the angels say. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and cloths and lying in a manger. Now leave the scripture up, and I want you to really follow along with this. This will be the sign to you. This is always so interesting to me. 
You mean that splitting the sky open and getting a glimpse into heaven and hearing angels, whatever they look like, with giant flappy wings and whatnot, and, and lightning and flashing and rainbows and unicorns. I don't know what's happening right now. That's not the sign. No, no, no. Here's the sign. The sign is there's a baby in a cave in a horse trough. That's the sign that God's come close to you. Let me tell you the problem with modern Christianity is that there's a lot of it. Maybe you're in the room today and you think, I'll follow him when I, when I get that big sign. You know, when the, when the sky splits, like, I'll start giving, I'll go to growth track when, when, you know, when, when I get this big sign. Like, right now, God, if you want me to go to growth track, just, like, let the ceiling fans come on. They're not on. That one, it's on. That ceiling fan's on right there. If you're looking for a sign to go to growth track, the ceiling fan's on. Go to growth track today. Like, people don't make spiritual progress because, or, or whatever it is in your life. And I grew up in, a, in sort of a religious context where I was terrified. I had to have a big sign or else it wasn't God. If I didn't feel goosebumps all over me and my hair stood up all over my body, like just a chia pet all over and I just sort of like that, then it wasn't really God. And so many people sort of wait for that kind of sign. And the shepherds are saying, you're telling me the sign of the Messiah. God come to earth. God with us is a baby in a cave in a manger. Let me tell you, the most important part of this story is that this, that, 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 that God comes to us in a way that's just like us. That God comes to your heart. I know that, you're, that this Christmas season you're thinking, man, I need to commit. Uh, going into 2017, I need to be faithful. I need to serve. I need to, I need to really, we, our whole family needs to come to church. I just need a sign. Let me tell you something. Sometimes the sign is not what you think it is. And today, if you're thinking, I need, today's the day I need to come home. You know, I, I come back to church. I don't even know if this is right. I don't even know why I'm here. She dragged me. He dragged me. We came because of our friends. We came because somebody, if I saw something on Facebook, and I don't know why I'm here. Let me tell you something. This is the day you need to come home. And this is why. Because the sign is very simple. It's not what you think it is. And the shepherds are looking for this big flashing light. And he said, no, 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 here's, here, here's the sign that's going to happen. Here, here's what's going to happen. This is going to be that Matthew one twenty three says the same thing. A virgin will conceive a son, and you'll call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. He said, this is the sign. There's going to be a virgin who has a son. You're telling me this is what I'm looking for. I'm just looking for a, a young girl, a teenage girl, a late teenage girl that, that is going is to give birth to a baby in a cave somewhere and that's the sign that God is with us. He said, yeah, 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 that's, that's the sign that God has come close. Now, I've got to be honest with you. If I'm God, I would not do it this way. I'm just being, if I'm confessing to you right now, if I'm God, I'm coming at the Super Bowl at halftime with Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson, the whole Jackson 5. I want the whole, I want Tito. I want the whole crew there. I want fireworks. I want, I'm talking about, I'm here. I'm talking. I want big. I want everybody. I want. St- I want. I want Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl. I want. I want it. I want it to be big. I want everybody. I want all eyes on me. Cameras. I want. I want to walk. I've got robes. I'm talking about I, like Rick James. I just want to walk out like doing what I do. I just. That's how I would come to earth. And God said that. Listen, if I was God, I would have chosen something totally different than this. And God chooses this simple way to come to earth. And this is how he comes. He comes like, listen, a baby. 
And here's what happens when the skies open up. The skies and the angels show up. And the Bible says, Luke 2 and 9 says, that the, that the shepherds were terrified. He said, the glory of the Lord shone around them. It shines all around them. And they were terrified. I would be terrified too. And listen, let me just go ahead and give you this right now. If church scares you, you're in the wrong church. Let me just be honest with you. It's not terrifying. Here's what I always say. We're a spirit-filled church, but the Holy Spirit ain't spooky. If it's spooky, it's not God's spirit. It's not weird. And church shouldn't be weird. And coming to God shouldn't be terrifying. And God said, if I came in the way that you thought I would come, it would scare everybody off. But God came to save us, not scare us. And so he comes like a baby. Nobody's scared of a baby unless a baby's ugly. But that's a whole different message. But nobody's scared of a baby. Come on, nobody's terrified of this little baby. You, you don't go to this baby and think, Ah, oh God, don't strike us dead. And, and if you're this Jewish you know, culture that's been waiting for a millennial on, on Messiah to come, that they would think maybe he's coming in on a big horse with a big sword. Maybe he's going to ride in and cut our heads off. And who knows what's going to happen. And, and the angel said, no, 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 it's not, it's not going to be like that. It's just going to be something, it's going to be just like you. You know how you came into this world like a baby? That's how he's going to come into this world. And it's so interesting to me, these same shepherds that are terrified when the angels open up. Listen close. They, after Jesus is born, they go, they go to the stable. You know this. They go to the manger. And this is what the Bible says. The shepherds left glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard. And seen. It's amazing. Luke 2 and 20 says that these people come back, that they leave different than how they come. You know why? Because when you go see a baby, you're not as terrified anymore, right? Because when the angels split the heavens, you're scared to death. But when I go see a baby, it's not that scary to me. Listen, today, in just a couple of moments, you're going to have a chance to come home. And it doesn't have to be that scary. It's just one step forward. It's just saying, you know what? I know I'm not where I should be. I just, I got to get closer to the God who wanted to get closer to me. I love this passage. The, the Old Testament, the Bible would, would, would talk about one of the prophets sees the heavens open up and he says, who is this king of glory? And he sort of talks about the splendor of our great God and how wonderful he is and the majesty of God. And then he said, this king of glory is coming down to us. He comes through the gate to us. Let me tell you what it means. It means that the, the God of all creation, you and I can't get to him. And so he had to come to us. And maybe today you're thinking, i, I got to jump through a bunch of hoops to get where God is. The truth is you'll never get where God is. You've got to allow Him to come to where you are. In the middle of your hurt, in the middle of your pain, in the middle of what may have not been the best year of your life, in the middle of that exile you feel in your life, in the middle of that hurt around the dinner table because she's not here, he's not there, in the middle of that relationship that's just broken, that's just not right, that things aren't together. This Christmas season when you look around the tree and you think, man, I wish it was more, I wish it had different. And you look on Instagram, you look on Facebook and you think, man, look at all this stuff they got, their kids, look at, all, look at their tree. We got this Charlie Brown tree, you know, and look, look at all this stuff. Look at my neighbors with the white trash, you know, with outside and we, we got no lights and... And you, just, and you look around your life and you think, man, it's just not what it's supposed to be. And, and it hurts and things aren't right. and Relationships aren't fixed. And everything didn't go the way you thought it should. And I just want you to know this Christmas season that God has come close to us. That when we couldn't get to Him, He's come close to us. 
Our musicians are coming. I'm going to give you just a, a moment and, and just a, a couple of minutes to sort of get ready to pre- prepare your heart for that. You know, there's, just to say, okay, God, I don't even know what that means to open my heart to that, but I'm, gonna, I'm ready for that. I don't even know how to do this, but if you'll come to me like that, I, I think I'm ready to come to you. Listen, the, the, the truth of this Christmas season is that all of these confusion and all of these disappointments and all of this hurt, it shouldn't keep you away from coming home. Because the God of all creation came close first. And He made the first move to you. And He made the first move to your marriage. And He made the, the, the first move to where you are. He, God said, listen, I want to I meet you right where you are. Not, 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 not the God that you can't touch. Not the God that you can't feel. I just want you to know there's just, it's just a baby. It's just a manger. It's just a, it seems simple. It doesn't seem scary. Nobody gets scared by babies. Listen. But I just want to come close to where you are. I just want to get in your world. And wherever you are today, if you're a Christian, you've been following Jesus for a long time, and you think, man, you know, I don't know sort of what I feel right now, but I just feel disconnected from what's, what God wants to do in my life. I'm talking to you, and I'm calling you home today. Or maybe you're here today and you're thinking, uh, you know, I, I've sort of let everything else kind of get in the way and get uh, on top of me, and it's just, I, I feel like, I'm, I'm drowning in stress and worry and all of this stuff and it's the end of the year and family and money and relationships and marriage and it's time for you to come home. Or maybe you've never, never started a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you're here today and you're thinking, you know, I've never said yes. I've never, I've never once sort of said this is what I'm supposed to do. I've got to cross that line of faith. I've got to completely surrender my heart to Jesus. I've got to give it my all. I've just been hanging around. I go to church or maybe I've never, you know, I'm, just, I'm sort of new to this whole thing. But I, I want whatever you're saying. If God would come close to me, I think I can go to where he is. And I, and I love it. The Bible says about the shepherds, the, the Bible says they came and they worshipped him there. There's just something about sort of coming to Jesus and saying, you know, I don't understand all of this, but I don't have to have all the answers here, but I can still worship for you, that, that you came close to me. I can still sort of acknowledge. That's all worship means. It just means I want to engage with God on a level that's soul Deep. That's why our church begins with worship. That's why every service that you come to City Hills, we start with, with passionate worship. We raise our hands. We, we sing out loud. We clap our hands because we want to get close to the God who came close to us. And if you've never done that, I, I want to invite you sort of in this Christmas season before, before it's pies and cakes and fudge and before it's turkey and ham or whatever you do at Christmas and before you go to mama's house or your grandmama's house or your mother-in-law's or her, her mama's or their mama's or however many mama's you got, you go around and make all your rounds at Christmas. The most important place you need to come home to is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And it starts with you knowing He came to you first. And if, if you sort of grew up like I grew up, maybe you sort of think there's this ladder you got to climb to think i got to get right to get to Him. No, 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 no. No, no, he said, I'll come to you. You, you. you can't get right enough to get to me. You can't get cleaned up enough to get to Jesus. You, you, you can't fix everything just right to get to him. He said, you just, you stay right there. I'll come to you. For thousands of years, Israel sort of tries their best to, to get close and then pull away and get close and pull away. And if that's you this season, I'm, I'm, I'm calling you home. Because God's come close to us. All, all we have to do is sort of gather around what he's already done.
Jesus has come. The God of all creation becomes one of us. And not scary, not spooky, not eyes you know, popping out of your head, not, not, not sky splitting, just, just a baby, just a manger. Isaiah would go on to say this. I love this passage. He would go on to talk about Emmanuel. And he would call him other things like, he, he would say that Emmanuel is, is our everlasting father. I love that imagery that that God is as intimate as your father's relationship with you. He would call him the mighty God. He would say that the God of all creation that's mighty to pull you out of where you are. We say this often at City Hills that God loves you just where you are, but he loves you too much to leave you where you are. And so this mighty God that pulls you out of where you, pulls me up from where we are. He would call him the Prince of Peace. If you're here today and thinking, man, my life is chaos, things are... Things are out of balance. Just everything's falling apart. I don't know if I can do this. Listen, the God of all creation came close. He's Emmanuel. He's that Prince of Peace sort of calming the raging storms in your life. And if that's you, I just want to invite you home for Christmas. Why don't you stand and just really quickly take, take somebody by the hand if your spouse is with you or a friend that came to church with and bow your heads. We're going to pray together and In just a moment, we're going to sing another song and our prayer team's going to come to the front and give you a chance to worship and pray if you need somebody to pray with you. Uh, we never want you to leave without a chance to pray with somebody. And But nobody's looking around. Everybody's eyes are closed and, and uh, you're sort of just inwardly saying, God, is it me? Is it me? Is it me? Is it me today? Is, is it me that you're calling home? God, I'll be honest with you, I have disconnected from 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 your presence or from just church or just from a faith family. It's just been a long time since I've even I've even come closer. Maybe you're just struggling to know that God is there. You're thinking if you're if you're so close, why is it so bad? I just want you to know God is with us. He's Emmanuel. He's come close to us. He made the first move to you today. He took the first step in your direction. And if you need that, nobody's looking around. If you just sort of say, you know what, I'm, it's me. I, he's ta- it's me. He's talking to my heart. Uh, this is my season. Like in this Christmas season, I got I to gotta, I gotta come back. I got to come home. I don't even know what that means as much as I just know that he's come close to me and I got I to gotta take a step towards him. Nobody's looking. Would you just raise your hand and say, man, that's me. That's me. Come on, hands are up. I see them up. Hands are, hands are raised. That's me. I, I'm coming. I'm, I see you. Thank you. I'm coming home. Now, now with somebody's hand in yours or maybe your arm around somebody's shoulder, maybe you'll just pray a prayer that sounds like this. I just want you to pray, Lord Jesus, I give you my heart today. God, I thank you for everything that you've done in my life. God, I thank you that you made the first move to me. I thank you that you've come close to me. I thank you that Emmanuel has God come close to us. When I couldn't get to where you are, you came to where I was. So, Father, I just pray that you'll touch my heart today. Jesus, I open my heart to you. And I don't even know what all that means except to say I, I, give, I give everything to you. I, I don't even know how to surrender, but I just give you my whole heart. and I give you my relationships. I give you my marriage. I give you my kids. I give you my job, my dreams, my hopes, everything that I am, everything that I'm going to be, everything that I've got. I give you my past, everything I've done, all the stuff in me that I don't even like about me. I give it to you. God, I repent of all of my sins, sort of that stuff in my life that, that I know full well isn't right, doesn't honor God, doesn't honor, it's just I'm just living for me, I'm just doing what I want. God, I repent of all that stuff. I give all that stuff to you. I give you my heart. God, this season I come home to you. I thank you that you came close to me, that you came 
close to my situation. And I give you my heart today. In Jesus' name. And everybody shout amen. Come on, if you receive the word of the Lord, put your hands together. Let's give God praise all over the house. So let me give you a couple of instructions. Don't move. Nobody moving for two more minutes. Here's the first thing. It's growth track step two today. If you've never connected to City Hills, you say, I just want to know more. I want to get on the team. All these people look happy around here, and I want a T-shirt. And I want, I want to get on a team. I want to start serving here. I want, to, I want to know what you're all about. I want to start living my purpose. Listen, if you just come here, and you're just taking, and never li- you're never going to live a fulfilled life, we think you're most fulfilled when you live out what God's called you to do. So you can discover that today at step two. There are going to be some people help you go right down this hallway on your way out today. When you leave today, our hosts have some invitations for you. I want you to take handfuls of invitations for Home for Christmas. I want you to bring somebody to church with you next week and Christmas Eve. Bring somebody to church with you. Leave them at HEB but not the HEB and Bernie because I put them everywhere. Like everywhere at the HEB and Bernie. So go somewhere else and just I want you to just hand those out. Bring somebody. Let's just fill the house up. Let's pack the house this uh, Christmas season. And then finally our prayer team's on the way to the front right now and if you want somebody to pray with you, we're going to sing one more worship song and during that song you're welcome to stay here and worship with us or you're welcome to go and grab your kids. And But if you need somebody to pray with you, I want you to, uh, to make your way to the front right now. Why don't you raise both of your hands? I'm going to pray God's best over you. Let me pray God's blessing over you. Father, thank you for this wonderful church and the wonderful people who make it up. Father, I pray your best over them, especially this Christmas season. Touch their families, move in their relationships. I thank you, God, for a great day in God's house. Bless them in Jesus' name. And everybody shout amen. <laughs>